How about your fourth patient? Okay, this is a 53-year-old female who presented in September with a breast mass. She underwent a biopsy and then had a lumpectomy and was found to have, on a rather generous lumpectomy, about a 7.5-centimeter tumor, which involved all the margins and had some lymphatic invasion, period, was noted. It was ER positive and PR negative and was fish positive for HER2 amplification with a ratio of about 4, had a very high KI67 index of 91%. So she underwent a left-sided mastectomy and was found to have about 2.5 centimeters of some residual tumor. There was extensive lymphatic invasion and of nine lymph nodes examined, they were all found to be involved with tumor. There was some extracapsular extension also. Was there any consideration? I don't know when you got involved with this case. Was it after the surgery? We discussed this. Dr. Burris and I talked about this a bit. I would have liked to have seen this patient preoperatively, but we did not. We saw the patient postoperatively. So she would have been a candidate, Skip, I guess, for neoadjuvant therapy. Ideal candidate for neoadjuvant therapy. I think clearly her risk of having a problem was systemic, and I think she probably could have had a cleaner treatment path had Lowell been able to see her preoperatively. And if she had presented at that point, Skip, what would you likely have thought about in terms of neoadjuvant therapy? I think in the setting of the way the tumor was described and the way she described it, and if the biopsy had given us the information, that we see from the specimen, I would have gone with a TCH regimen. I would have gone ahead and given her a taxane, a platinum, and trastuzumab from the very beginning, and probably gone four to six cycles even and seen where that ended up. So instead, she goes ahead and has a surgery, and then what? Well, then she came to see me, and because of the you know aggressive nature, obviously, of this cancer, we decided she needed to get some systemic staging done. So she had a few scans done. She had a PET scan, which suggested that she had an abnormality in the sigmoid colon and possibly a liver metastasis in the left lobe of the liver. CT scan did not confirm anything in the liver at all. And she also, later on, when she saw her surgeon had an MRI scan of the abdomen done, which tended to confirm the PET scan and suggested that there was a small area, but it was in a difficult spot to biopsy. And it was felt that based on the location, this was not uh, amenable to a needle biopsy. We did have her see a colorectal surgeon who did a colonoscopy because of the possible uptake in the sigmoid colon. I wanted to make sure that she didn't have another primary cancer there. And her colonoscopy was entirely clear. There was a little polyp at that side that was benign, but that was apparently what was making the PET scan light up in that area. So she is left with this non-biopsyable area in the left lobe of the liver, which on the CT scan was felt to not show up and not be a malignancy, but on the PET and the MRI scan was read as being possibly malignant. She did have a hemangioma in another area of the liver, so I'm not entirely convinced that this is a metastatic site. So prior to getting these scans done, she was felt to be a possible candidate for the ALTO trial. I felt that she would be a good candidate for that sort of trial, so she would have at least the possibility of getting dual suppression of HER2. And can you just refresh our memory about the randomization and the ALTO studies for HER2 positive disease? The randomization, it's all with anthracycline-based chemotherapy, so that's one of the issues that you know, has been brought up by some investigators. There is at present no non-anthracycline arm, but they all get adriamycin and cytoxin and taxol. And then the randomization is between either Herceptin 
in the standard schedule for a year, Herceptin plus Lapatinib in a standard schedule for a year, Lapatinib alone, or an alternating schedule of the two where you get Herceptin and then switch on to Lapatinib. So they could get any of those four arms. And there is one arm that is a non-Herceptin arm in that trial. So did she go on the study? The randomization takes place after the completion of the adriamycin and cytoxin. So this is one of the reasons I wanted to have Dr. Burst consult on her case at this point. So the difficulty is that we have to make a decision at some point as to whether this lesion that we see of the shadow on an x-ray indeed is a metastatic site, which obviously makes her ineligible for that. It would make her a candidate to immediately start on Herceptin-based treatment for stage 4 disease, or whether indeed it's not a metastatic site, in which case uh, I think she could potentially be randomized on the trial. So one of the things I'm planning on doing is getting another imaging study on her right away so we can see what's happening to this lesion after a few cycles of anthracycline. Could they reach this lesion with laparoscopy? Potentially, I assume they could. I mean, I don't know if it's, you know, she's got nine positive nodes, she's got a big tumor right. to start with. Let's assume, Skip, that we could, you know, biopsy and completely be sure that this is not a metastatic lesion in the liver. What do you think about the ALTO trial in general? i.e. you're going to have to give her anthracyclines, and also the idea that she might just get lapatinib without trastuzumab with this very high-risk tumor. I like the ALTO trial. We're participating. I like it not because of the chemotherapy selection with an anthracycline being required, and I'm still hoping that there will be an amendment that will allow TC regimens to be included, but I like the trial. And that is being discussed because I talked to Martine Picard, and I think that's probably going to happen, hopefully. You know, the science for the trial, giving a monoclonal antibody blocking the cell growth pattern extracellularly and giving an intracellular small molecule is very attractive. We talked earlier about the data Jenny Chang presented in the neoadjuvant setting for subpopulations of these patients responding very well, particularly those that have the P10 deletion. Joyce O'Shaughnessy presented the data from the metastatic setting that showed the addition of lapatinib and trastuzumab being beneficial. And then the third part is the relapses that we've seen in the adjuvant trastuzumab trials to date have been predominantly in the CNS. Now, not just CNS, but CNS metastases with HER2 positive patients has been reported to be as high as 30%. All that together makes me inclined to think about the ALTO trial, particularly for a patient like this. If we look at the fact that she's a great historian, so we believe the tumor came up very, very quickly. It reached a size greater than seven centimeters. She's got nine positive lymph nodes. We look at the lymphatic invasion component, the high KI-67 score. All that comes together to tell me that this is really a very aggressive tumor. So the addition of dual HER2 inhibition is very attractive. But then again, would you be comfortable if she got randomized at lapatinib alone? The single agent arms are interesting. If we look at trastuzumab alone, certainly that's standard of care. I love the sequential and the combination arms. When I put a patient on this trial and we think about lapatinib by itself, the benefits there are certainly it appears to be less cardiotoxic. There's the ability to cross the CNS. And then in a group of patients resistant to trastuzumab, lapatinib retained activity. And then we've got the small international trial that Dr. Perez from South America, George Sledge has presented it before as well, looking at a window of opportunity, giving lapatinib to patients that are HER2 positive who've never been treated before. In that largely South American experience, the response rate for lapatinib was 33%. And it was very consistent with what Chuck Vogel and others reported for trastuzumab by itself in a single agent scenario. So 
I feel comfortable that lapatinib and trastuzumab are different, but probably similarly efficacious in the setting. My goal for this trial is really to see the impact for the dual therapy and to see if we can reduce the number of CNS metastases that occur. Now, what about the choice of chemotherapy outside a protocol setting? Skip, what kind of chemo you think she would get from you? In a patient like this, in the adjuvant setting, you know, when I use an anthracycline in this scenario, when I go AC followed by T, it is in this type of patient, multiple positive lymph nodes, nothing magical about four, but somewhere along the line of four to 10, I become worried that the patient's already got systemic disease with all the factors about this being so histologically aggressive and the lack of cross resistance between the anthracyclines and the taxanes, I think going from AC to T in this sort of therapy is very reasonable to look at and it would have been something that I would have considered. Most of my HER2 positive patients now receive TCH type therapy but a perimenopausal high-grade tumor like this would be a patient that would receive AC followed by either docetaxel or weekly paclitaxel. Any comments you have at all about her as her person and her, you know, life situation? She's very upbeat person. I mean, she's still, you know, water skiing and enjoying life as much as she possibly can. She's a nice lady. She's interestingly one who saw her was with her son came in the room with her. She's recently had a little problem with an abusive relationship with another former partner, which actually I just found out about today because she told my nurse practitioner but didn't tell me very recently. But she herself is very upbeat about things and it really, I think, has had a strong attitude through all of this. And it's been, you know, she seems to have a lot of mental defenses against this and is just keeping on doing the things that she enjoys in life, which I think, you know, this is a difficult cancer and she's had, you know, lots of procedures done. She's had a colonoscopy. She's had multiple scans and many poor placement, extensive chemo already. And when I see her, I think she's very scared of the cancer, but I think she's holding it together quite well at this point. Any other comments on her, Skip? I would agree with Lowell's comments about her loving life and her family. Talked about her grandchildren. Talked about being out at the beach on Sunday. Her son was there and was obviously very supportive. So she's a highly motivated patient, and I think she's interested in being as aggressive as she can be.